And the Bengals defense was last against the rush last year. Allowed 155 to the Chargers. This one downfield. Beckham got him. Touchdown, Browns. Frank Zerline from 46 to win it for Dallas. Hold is down, kick is up, and it is good! Somehow, some way, the Cowboys have won it! Time again, it is time for the big cast with one of your hosts here, Brad Monodontes. You know who it is, and you know who I'm with. Oh, me! <laughs> <laughs> so, we had some um, a few, uh, audio issues last week. We thought we'd, we'd, we'd test it again. Looks like you're in the car. Hopefully, we'll uh, yeah. keep you on it. I'm in, I'm in the car. I'm in the car. <laughs> <laughs> right. Driving. You know, driving back from obviously uh, moulding the future of England's goalkeepers, the future of England's goalkeepers, or not very Sorry, good. Ones. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's the story of the real GMs. You know, you're out there making them right. Real life. And I'm sat in the hallway trying exactly. to wake my children. Up. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> right then, okay, there's a lot to get to. Um, we'll do a, another thanks today for his appearance last week. Couldn't have done it without you. It's great to have some yeah. on the show. Again, there's an open invite to all the GMs. Anyone who wants to get on board and just have a chat a bit about chuck a bit of banter with us, then just let us know. We'll uh, we'll figure the times out. But yeah, let's let's go straight into it and let's see if we can um, talk about some news. So, big week of news. Um, so let's start. We have some good points and we have some bad points, unfortunately. So let's start with the good. Let's start with the good because yeah. I think the bad needs a bit of time to talk about and break down. So we'll, we had a lovely yeah. little trade go through. Um, do you want to mm. talk us through that one? Well, we've got the Mormons making some serious waves. Uh, obviously, uh, we were on the end of a terrible week of injuries. Uh, Tomo was one of the ones really hit by that, um, losing a player so he, or losing some top players. So he's had to do some work, uh, and the Mormons saw a chance to do some business. So uh, the Ducks have acquired Malcolm Brown and C.D. Lamb, who have been performing amicably, or admirably, should I say. Uh, for the last couple of weeks, but the Mormons have acquired young hotshot DK Metcalf of the Seahawks, which I think is a wonderful business. Yeah, it's some it's some great bit of business. I can see exactly why the GMs have done it. Um, unfortunately, Thompson had to lose uh, the number two pick in the draft, I believe, after the injury yeah. to Saquon. Yeah. Um, thought some prayers go out to the Ducks for the remainder of the season. If we could put it out of the yeah. bag, the Ducks can. Um, well, champions, previous, previous so champions. He's found himself some running back cover um, and another receiver who looked like he can do some bits in that Cowboys offense. Um, but unfortunately, mm. he's had to lose quite a big playmaker and a big point together for the, yeah. for the Ducks. And I mean, it just adds to the strength of the Mormons. I mean, the roster initially his eyebrow, threw up, raised some eyebrows during the during the draft, but in terms of what's performing here, no one can really question him, really. Uh, absolutely. I, I, I think Tomo's gained a nice floor of points for those two players, a floor that's probably greater than the one he's lost, but obviously it's over two players, not one. 
But I think, you know, the Mormons from initially, we thought that the team was a bit, oh, well, you know, he had Acres, we don't know what he's going to be, Gurley, Monty might be hurt. And all of a sudden now, he's got he's got a strong outfit and uh, already making a play to get into the playoffs at, at the earliest possible possible chance. Well, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll, think, we'll go, go more into in, in depth into what, what's going to happen in terms of the previews. Of the of week three, but just quick looking at his at his roster, you know, Josh Jacobs, who's just been on fire, Stefan Diggs, who had his question marks in that Bills offense, but I think he's answered them with flying colours. Um, he's yeah. got some he's got some good players there, I and mean, he's got some decisions to make tonight ahead of Thursday night because DJ Chark has just been called out. Um, he won't, be, he won't yeah. play tonight, which could be a bit of a points fest, and that would be annoying for him. But yeah, I mean, he's looking strong. Yeah. Um, it's, it's good to see the, the Ducks making the move straight away to try and cop. Yeah, they reacted um, quickly. So yeah, best of luck to both of them. Um, so yeah, the next mm-hmm. next bit in the in the news, obviously, the due to all the injuries that happened, there was going to be some huge waiver wire business. Um, there was. And uh, to coin a phrase I've been using a while for the last couple of episodes, uh, if I may be so bold, <laughs> I was bold <laughs> with what with what I with what I spent on the on the old waivers. I never intended to drop that amount of cash uh, on Mike Dave Davis, but I was thinking about it more and more. And as an O and two team, I need wins. And when the number one pick goes down. You go get the handcuff, and uh, I paid up sixty nine. Yeah, sixty nine large. Which is the new uh, record? How do you feel about having that record? By four dollars, five dollars. Is it by four or five dollars? Yeah, I think it's for. I think uh, Goldman went for about sixty four, sixty five dollars. But um, mm. yeah, so it's quite interesting to see the names that goes with that sort of cash. But needs must. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is it, and as you say, like. I, I do feel good about the move. I mean, obviously, I'm guaranteed in for three weeks, and obviously we need to hope, well, I need to hope, that that's three weeks of workhorse usage for him. Obviously, there's talk of McCaffrey's tar- targets being distributed amongst the receivers as opposed to going to Davis himself, which is to be expect- expected. There's a good core of receivers there, so their workload will go up. But I'm hoping that those sort of 15 to 20-odd carries will all go his way and he's not going to be hampered by any is it Reggie Bonifant and people like that I'm I'm hoping he's not going to you know take too much of his work and um, and I've got a nice floor of 10 plus points for at least the next yeah, three weeks yeah I, mean, I think it's, it's someone was always going to, was going to spend that sort of money on him um, like you said there's a lot of the, the season's short before you know it we're, like we're, yeah. panic alarms start going off and look at it we're going to be talking about week three already um, in, in, in this podcast, so yeah. yeah, I think it's great business. I think there's some other GMs. There's some good business. Um, the, the Mexicanos, they dropped some big cash on a player that they they dropped. But with the injuries to Brown um, and Acres, again, you, you you can't say that was a bad move, really. And um, no, he, I mean he will feel bad that he didn't hold on for one more week. And I don't know who it was he picked up at his expense the first time round. Then have to spend the majority of his remaining fab to get him back. But you know, in Ed's case, being one and one, he's got to he's got to do some work to get himself back on track. This is this is foreign ground for Ed. He's he's not used to being uh, down the bottom end, and uh, it's clear to see that he's being very very proactive to uh, put that right, which is great. He's putting in the work, and uh, yeah, I mean, he's got the insurance now. He's got Acres and Henderson, so you could argue he's got that backfield covered. Malcolm Brown, he's been there for a while and never got the gig, despite them drafting other running backs and him still being there. So Malcolm Brown's probably just a squad piece. Never really fancied the full go in LA, so. Henderson could be primed. Yeah, absolutely. And so, obviously, talking about waivers, 
it brings us on to a point which I wasn't gonna bring up, but I are gay. Yeah. But the more we think about it, it doesn't sound like a lot, but it did have some knock-on ripple type effects. So I just well, I think what's important is the learnings from this, brothers. It's the learnings for the league and oh. the GMs. That's what's I also important. F- Through all the negatives must come Absolutely, positive. absolutely. I also feel very responsible for, for part of this because it was one of the things I, I raised at the start of the year due to the COVID pandemic about having the extra IR spot in case of... You know, one of the really big players going down with COVID, and with our yeah, short yeah. bench, because we like to make it tough for our GMs, we thought, you know, that would be a bit unfair to cut a player just for COVID. Let's let's open a spot. Let's put them on. And as far as I was concerned, I don't know if you were the same. I think all the GMs were on board with that, and we were happy with it. Yeah, hundred percent. It was clear clear to me certainly at the start of the year that this extra spot is for is solely for COVID use. Um. And, uh, yeah, it's that point that has potentially been uh, missed on this occasion and has led to a little bit of uproar on the outcome of the waivers. For this well, week, yeah, but. I mean, so I think I've, I've had a little thing about this. So I think initially Dave had a, had a well, Dave was the, the culprit. He put two of his two injured players on IR. Um, and very tough that he had so yeah. many injuries too. He had been on the end of the old injury sword. Mm-hmm. Him. No, absolutely. But yeah, no, no, it's, this is fine. And you need to be, we need to be balanced for this. We don't need to be pointing fingers. We need we to just do. lay the lay the exact committee is always balanced. Absolutely. So he's put two injured players on on IR. Alarms are raised by the detectives out there. Um, this was just before waivers was going to process. Now, if, I, if I'm rightly thinking, he's done that. Maybe by mistake, maybe on purpose. Maybe he's played the system a little bit. We 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 will never know. Um, yeah. But yeah, he, that moving one of those players to IR gave him a space in the roster. Correct. Yeah, yeah, it certainly did. So his first claim went through. I think he dropped Drew Brees for Russell Gage. I believe that's what it is. I can just check right. it here. Drew Brees, Russell Gage, he was top of the um, top of the offers. That to me, there doesn't show too much of a ripple effect in that he had the space. No, no, no. Even if um, one of the players remained, yeah, one of the IR players remained in his roster, that that one could have gone through. Yeah. Yeah. So it's more the yeah. other one of moving it to, to gain the extra space to then claim Curtis. Samuel. <laughs> and that's without having to drop yeah, anyone. So if he'd have cut that player straight up, we would have been fine. The, the the spot would have been free. It wouldn't have been a... But because it was... The app was lim- limitations allowed him to do it, it then processed for him. So, I mean, I don't know how, what your thoughts are. and Maybe you might be able to maybe explain it a bit better than, than I, I, I have. But what do you think? No... I think you've explained it fine. I mean, the unfortunate reality is that the additional player on IR allowed the second player to be picked up without any resistance in terms of having to drop a player, which meant that that went through. If the additional player had been on the bench, it wouldn't have gone through, and therefore that player would have then gone to the next bidder because the claim wouldn't have been able to be processed, which Mm -hmm. on this occasion would have been Ashton. Um... And he would have been, and then Curtis Samuel would have been one of the chirpsers. So obviously, unfortunately, as well, that's the matchup for this week. It's the evangelists versus the chirpsers, um, and obviously, it, it's going to feel, understandably so, a little bit sour for Ashy to come up against a guy who, by yeah. definition, he should have had, um, only for a what I think is an honest error from Dave. I we. We must say that, or I certainly believe it's an honest mistake from Dave. Um, uh, but Ashton to, to, to miss out on that player who he clearly wanted and clearly had bid good money for, um, to potentially go up against him, and if he obviously drops bombs, then that's going to be uh, he's going to feel a little bit hard done by. But um, yeah, that that is 
that's the nature of the situation. But we must get the yeah, learning I mean, from it, Brandon. Our, our first the leader learning. came through and um, said that Dave just needed to cut the second player from his IR Bit spot. Man, I yeah. can completely understand where he's coming from there because, I mean, in theory, maybe if he'd have done it beforehand, it would have gone through. But, I mean, I think in the... Uh, for fairness and for learnings, like you said, I think maybe Samuel could have been put back onto waivers. I don't know what the options are for the commissioner. Maybe they could have put the fab budget back to what it was before and rebid. Yeah, I'm sure fab would have been able to be amended, give all players back that that they're fab for that claim, and then therefore re replay him on waivers. Now, obviously. It was mentioned that obviously then you'd have an idea mm-hmm. of what the bid was going to be, but still, if you want him, you've still got to bid. So if yeah. you still want him, you still need to bid. You're aware of what was paid for previously. Likewise, Dave, who got him, is aware of the figure that got him. So, in theory, he's still fair game because you don't know who's going to bid what. So, yeah. But, I mean, I suppose the learnings are we, we make sure it's very clear. We make sure... As a group, we hold each other accountable and say, look, guys, ju- just saying, just spotted two players on IR here. This needs to be fixed before tomorrow. Or I thought it was noticed on the morning of. Um, maybe if it's spotted the day before, we just need to politely bring it up. You know, this is a fun league. It's, a, it's, it's serious fun and it's competitive fun. And we want it to remain fun. But we also want to maintain the integrity yeah, I mean, it's, of the it, league. When I, when I first heard about it, um, I just thought, okay, all right, whatever, is what it is, let's just um, carry on. But because it had some knock-on effects, and then if it happened, and I don't want us to sound bad, but on a better player, or on a more, or maybe of a higher sought-after yeah. waiver claim, yeah, Mike Dave, David, for example. We've been in some hot water, but hopefully, you know, yeah. it's water under the bridge, um, and hopefully... Yeah, and like you said, learn from it. we move on, and hopefully, for well, Ashton will hope he doesn't um, <laughs> doesn't come on the end of a Curtis Samuel bomb or maybe a a carry that breaks through yeah. the line. But we will see. But um, <laughs> the last thing I will mention: one of the insiders that came to the exec committee heard that there was a little uh, a trade offer. <laughs> yes, well, yes, there was a cheeky little. Uh... Offer maybe it was a little <laughs> bit of a pie in the face, a little bit of a ah, well I got him. Ah, well, do you want him? Here, here he is. But uh, listen, I am not aware. This is just rumours, <laughs> whispers in the bushes, alleged. I have not seen any evidence of, of this, or have I? <laughs> I cannot confirm these rumours. The little birds, the little little birds. Right, let's leave that one as at that. We'll move on. Um, Best of luck to the GMs and that going forward. So let's quickly go through week two's results. I don't know what you've got, what you've got in front of you, or you can get in front of you in the car if you're you're not sure if you said you. No, nothing, because I'm a responsible driver. My eyes and focus is on the road. Okay, well, we'll, do this. No. we'll run no, from, never. let's go from bottom to top on my screen. Um, it actually turns out to be your your game. Uh, we had the Aylesbury bonus, ah. the newly named Aylesbury bonus. Um, it still seems weird seeing that rather than the Philadelphia, yeah. but we'll get used to it. Um, yeah. They remain an important part of our history absolutely. and our heritage. Um, so you, you unfortunately went down this week. And you went down yeah, uh, 128.42 to 90.06. Um, do you yeah. want to talk us through it? Well, I was on the <laughs> end of Russell Wilson. <laughs> Russy, Russy came and it almost felt as if the amount of touchdowns he was going to throw was unlimited. <laughs> um, yeah, basically, I had Fuller do nothing. I had Mixie not do as well as he was expected to do. And then, uh, yes, we came up against a uh, buzz in Russell Wilson. So uh, it was tough. I mean, even with, even if Fuller had put up 10 points, we'd have lost by a good 20-odd. 
even if Mixie had put up a bit more of a respectable performance, we'd have still been away behind. So, listen, we were beaten fairly. It is what it is. Um, the Stormers put up a great effort and led by Russell. And, uh, yeah, we will regroup. We'll, we'll move on. We'll lick our, lick our wounds, ready to take on the... Uh, yeah, we're just looking for it here. Like you said, Russell Wilson dropping <clears throat> over, over 32 points. Alvin Kamara, in the absence of Michael Thomas, made made hay. Um, <clears throat> and this this, yeah. this Pig Robinson, who I've got to face tonight on Thursday Night Football, dropped 19, yeah. 18 points. So, can't complain. Storm is yeah. And also... And also, LJ didn't quite put up the performance as expected. Uh, I think Lamar only got like an 18, 19 point game for this week where, you know, the reason I, I drafted him was for that upside of 25 to 30 plus every week. But we didn't get it this week, but I'm sure there'll be many more weeks where he... Pulled yeah, his, absolutely. Pulled his I mean, I'm not looking forward to facing the Stormers. They seem to be hitting some form. They're, they start 2-0. and Unfortunately, you dropped 2-0-2. Um the, evan- yeah. the aforementioned evangelists, they dropped a ton of points on the troopers, 131 98, 91.48. Yeah. Kareem Hunt on Thursday night made it an uphill battle for the troopers. Um, even, the, even the magician Josh Allen yeah. can bring it back. Yeah, and even though Josh is starting to absolutely sling, uh, what, like yeah. 400 yards he got last week. 400 yards plus, so, uh, you know, when you've got a QB doing that, yeah, setting yourself up nicely. But, yeah, Dave, I think, did all but one or two of his players hit doubles, hit double double figures, and when you've got a, uh, you know, when you've got a sort of a box score like that, you're absolutely buzzing. Yeah, yeah so just going through it, I think you're absolutely right. Um, everyone apart from, well, no, Zach, Zach Moss and Adrian Peterson, both under five at the end, but everyone else was over. You've got two players hitting over 20, another two over 18. Mm. That's big points there from the evangelists, and it's quite unusual to see. That's it. It is, yeah. We aren't often uh, given many sort of glimpses of an, of an evangelist team like this. So, uh, mate, maybe this is a new, uh, maybe this yeah, is a new I mean, door. Yeah, you come up against the troopers at a good time. No Kittle, um, so you, have to, you, you went with hand and Brought in 0.5 yeah. points. Alan Robinson, 3.3. Devontae Adams with the hamstring, 3.6. Um, they're, they're, that's a lot of his firepower. Um, but even even if they're dropping points okay. there, you, you think he's going to lose to 130 plus. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah, we, what else do we have then? So, let's see. What's next on the old docket? So, yeah. So, the DC Mexicanos... They came back with a bang, really. After, well, they almost had the, they had the gimme. We we we, we, we got mocks for saying that it was a gimme for the Mexicanos, but Duke has only put up about seventy odd points. But the Mexicanos couldn't beat that. Mate, they gave it a ten out of ten <laughs> Hadouken, wasn't it, from the old yeah, uh, so they... Dukas? That was a ten out of ten <laughs> on the Richter. <laughs> <laughs> Did 123.1, Dak Prescott. It was. What was he? Three rushing touchdowns. Nuts performance. Yeah, mad. And the other big dogs came in. Um, Kareem, not Kareem. Tariq. Tariq? I can't, I can't even think. Tyreek Hill came in with a big performance as well. Um, yeah. And normally, you'd like to think Aaron Jones would have been on a winning team after his performance. Yeah. 41 yeah, points, nearly half of the Magic's points up. And for what looked like Madden. quite a good draft, the, the Medics are having a bit of trouble, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, most they, uh, I, I, I think they're going to be moving like their new facility <laughs> over in Holby City, mate. I think it's, a, it's, a, it's not looking looking great for them. Yeah, um, there's still got some good players there. There's people they bought in didn't perform. Scotty Miller, 1.2. We just, you know, after Godwin being out, that's not nah. ideal. Um, but yeah, they've moved to 0 2. Mexico has come back to life, the one on one. I forgot to say, Evangelist and the Troopers were now at one on one. So the Mormons, the new boys, given 
one of the favourites, I think, as much as uh, the expats haven't been up there in a while. I think they've only made the playoffs once in the PFL history. Um, they got a bit of stuff in, really, 107-42. And the new boy is, looks like he's come to play. The Mormons have come into this league with a bang. Old uh, Mormoni or Moroni, whatever his name is. Uh, yeah, Moroni is uh, giving it large. Uh, Monty and the boys over in uh, Mormon Mormonville are here to play. They are here to work hard for their GM. He's been uh, he's been welcomed into this league. We've. We've been thinking that uh, he's got to earn his earn his place amongst the big boys, and uh, he is absolutely uh, looking to put himself in those playoffs at the first uh, at the first uh, attempt. And uh, no, no one can knock what him I have liked, he's been he hasn't been uh, scared to throw a few trade offers around. He has, he's been very accurate. Um, but yeah, no. Diggs yeah. looking good over twenty points. Montgomery has seemed to get his act together. The volume was always there, which is whether he could do it. Um, and Matt Ryan, mm. just because of how bad the Falcons have been, that he is shucking. He's slinging. Yeah, I mean, it's a. I thought that was a bit of an upset person because I quite like the expats team. He's got a few stars in there, but unfortunately, Gronk. I, I I think they were the. I think I said that they were top of the power okay. rankings, or they were my favourite team heading into the or post post draft. The, the, the sort of strongest outfit and uh yeah they got a bit of a humble yeah, as well. Yeah, Expats and Force go one on one, it's still still a long way to go. It's, it's not not out of it. Mormons two and oh sitting pretty with the champs. Um Dukas, another team at two and oh they dropped hundred and twenty three points on the ducks. They just find a way, don't they? They, they find a way to do it. And it, even after even after the draft and he's you know, Golladay over Julio, Eckler over <laughs> the myriad of players he could have taken, and uh, yeah, yeah, he's there dropping bombs, and but then that's what a Duca does. <laughs> so a a Duca comes to Duke, and he's Duke it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting because he's he loves to, he loves to do a lot of talk about schedule, and. I have actually got Optopig yeah. uh, no keeping a little tra trap on it, trying to see if we can get a strength of schedule sort of thing showing. Um, he has placed the easiest schedule so far. So he's, there's no doubt about it. Yeah. So the first game, he came up against 68.84 points. The second game, he's come up against 76.1. But saying that, he's dropped over 120 points. Like you can't argue with that. That's it, and that would be any any team any week, regardless of what the other team put up. So they're at least doing their bit to uh, to uh, what's the word I'm looking for to sort of not put him in a uh, in a whiffy place when it comes to playing the strength yeah. of strength of schedule argument. Because well, I'd be well, I'd be in everyone anyway. Exactly. So. You can't control the, the, the schedule, but you can you can kind of control what your team can do in a point up to a point. Um, but yeah, Duke is a very interesting team. That we, we, they were we we're all very low on them. So let's see, let's see what happens. Best of luck to him. He's got some good players. He's got a good situation there. Yeah. Ridley is what I don't know. the wide receiver one? He must be. He's catching two. Oh, he's flying, absolutely flying. And I think he, yeah, that was his second receiver that he took yeah. in like the third or fourth round. Uh, I think Ridley went quite early. I think he went third round. I think he was one of the ones that I was quite amazed went when he did. I could be and wrong. Obviously, with the Mac injury, I mean, I don't, I'm sure yeah. all the fantasy people were high on Jonathan Taylor anyway. But with Mac going so early, that's opened up yeah. some doors big time. That's, he's fallen on his feet with the Taylor injury. Definitely. Yeah, he, he might be saying we, we can't, we can't, um, there's no. <laughs> He's answering the questions. He's, he's he's doing really well. So again, best of luck to that. He's sitting pretty at two, two and zero, oh. and maybe the alarms are ringing a little bit for the Ducks. But go back to last quickly for the strength of schedule. Uh, he at the moment, if you're gonna, if you're going to put a label on probably the unluckiest team this year, it has to be the Ducks. So if you take one, 
injury. He's um every, the last yeah. few months, the last two weeks, only two weeks we played. Each time he, he's come up against someone, they've dropped 120 on him. Yeah, it, it, it is really tough because you draft your team, you're happy with it, and then a couple of injuries. You know, we've had it in many years previously. You've had it, I've had it. You lose your num. Well, you lose your first round pick. You know, let alone a top three pick, and you've got a lot of work to do to try and fix that and plug the gaps. Or it might take you three or four weeks of business to try and fill that gap there, change that there. Um, but you feel like your season's almost well. You almost, even though he's 0 and 2, he yeah. probably feels like he's 0 and 5 because. Uh, yeah, and be last, last game of the week, the Oinks. Came came through, beat beat the Chirpsers. Nice little victory there. Kyler Murray looking looking good. Oh, looking there. strong. Great pick in the fifth round for fifth you there, wasn't it, Kyler? Fifth round. And the what the Baron the Waller. Yeah, delicious. Huge performance, huge target share. Yeah, good, good. Achoo. And yeah, so just kept a few few of his his, his heavy hitters quiet. And Chirpsers will be back. They'll be they'll be on it going forward. Oh, yeah. They'll put the work. Yeah, so, I mean, before we get into sort of previewing week three, um, is there any sort of uh, panic alarms going off? I know we briefly mentioned it for for the Ducks. How do you think the GMs are feeling coming into week three? Well, I mean, you've got to immediately cast your eye. That's me parking, by the way. You've got to immediately cast your eye to those 0-2 GMs, of which, you know, I am one. Uh, I'm not going to say I'm panicking yet, but, you know, there is a little bit of fire under the uh, <laughs> under the bot, bot and uh, it's getting a little bit close to those hairs. <laughs> let's put it that way. Let's let's not beat around the bush. Yeah, I mean, there's some, there's some huge games this um, week. I mean, you know, so we look at yourself 0-2, um, you'll probably look at your fixture as winnable. Um, the yeah, excuse me. The um, the, the the magics are coming up. The against against the Dukers, who are seem to be flying. Um, that's that's. I mean, if if he loses that, I mean, you you might have to fork the magics. What do you reckon? Oh, and three. Yeah, yeah, it, mate. It's it's tough down here. It is it is tough. There's going to be a lot of work that needs to be done. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're uh, absolutely right. There's a lot, a lot of work to be done for a lot, lot of GMs. I mean, so, oh, so with you, you're saying you're with you being on two. How, how are you feeling? Is this like a must-win game for you? Um, I mean, it. Well, I think it's summed up by the sixty-nine dollars dropped on Davis. Like we've got to do, we've we've got to do something about it. We've, you know, our fate is in our own hands this early in the season. Um, and, you know, I would have never paid, I don't think I've ever paid more than $30 for anyone on Fab since we've been using it, let alone 69 We've got to make moves. We've got to do work. We've got to get things done. Mike Davis could be relevant for three weeks, and if he helps me get three wins, that puts me three and two and, you know, back in the queue to get into the big show. But, uh, yeah, mate, it, it is, it is, uh, there's a little bit of stress, a little bit of worry, and, uh, yeah, we've got we just got to do little bits and bobs, try and make be that one percent better every day, whether that's on the training training field or in the old walk. Yeah, I mean, board. just having a quick look through it. So we've got a couple of like we said, we've got two of the Ducks and the Mormons, two and zero against Owen two. I mean, if the Ducks sneak that one, it brings one of the one of the two and zero back into the pack. Into the, yeah. So yeah. you and if you win. You and the Ducks could be there at one and two. Um, same with yeah. Well, and I think it brings Ed back in yeah. as well because Ed's one and one. So if I beat Ed, that puts me and Ed on one and two. As well as if Tomo wins, yeah. you say he'll be one and two. So yeah, like like not only is the pack at the top rather large, the pack at the bottom could be rather large. So it would be interesting to see the league being throughout this year like we have had years where you know Ed and Neil and Daki maybe have streaked mm-hmm. ahead like they've got or the, the sort of the sort of 
third and fourth place teams are sort of a good four or five games back. It'd be interesting to see if, like, from top to bottom, it's only maybe two or three games um, come halfway through. That'd be yeah. I mean, so in terms of keeping it nice and it nice and interesting, you, you probably want let's let's just quickly go through it. You don't really mind the Chirps and the Vandals are both at one and one. That'd be the same. You'd want to beat the Mexicanos. You both be on one and two. Toronto's and the uh, Troopers and the Expats again. One will go two. One will go one, one and two. They're both on one, one and one. You would want the the Magics to beat the Dukas. Um, you'd want mm. the Ducks to beat the Mormons, and you'd want the Oinkers to to upset the Champs. There, and it would be it would be very tight. You, I don't even. I'd have to go through it and, and see exactly how many teams would be sat on two and one and. And one and two, etc. There could be quite a few yeah, by the sounds of it. This could be, yeah, this sort of week, it would, in terms of where the fixtures are sitting, this could bring everyone back together and it brings it almost back to square one. Yeah, which after week three, those yeah. have a tough start, that'll be a bit of a bit of a well, blessing for them, especially the ones that have been riddled with these, you know. These knocks and injuries. Right, so let's go. Let's go through and then let's see if we can get some picks for week three to, to wrap us up. Um, right, then we'll start with the the big, the big one after Fabgate. We'll start here. Chirps is Evangelist. Mm. Is this the start of a rivalry? <laughs> well, I mean, this this could be uh, the Fab Bowl from now on, couldn't it? We used to have Fat Bowl, and now this could be the Fab Fat Bowl. Um, and uh, well, I mean, Ashy's got Mahomes and Dalvin and people like this, but then Dave, he's got who's Dave got? I'm trying to think off to my head. He's got Kareem, he's got well, he's not got CMC anymore. Um, who has well, got? Dave at the moment is starting Joe Burrow, um, he's got Connor. That could be a very yeah, interesting so he's play. Um, he's got Connor, Hunt, McLaurin, Deontay Johnson, Travis Kelsey, Zach Moss, Adrian Peterson and Curtis Samuel. Yeah, I mean, I look at Ashy's team there. Mahomes, Cook, Kelly's come in. You know, Plotkins, Green, Andrews, Pigram. You'd think there's enough personnel there with, with the Chirpsers to get that done, but... Joe Burrow, who who knows what he could do? Like, was it in two games he's thrown the ball six, sixty crazy. times, yeah, or in or last week alone he threw it sixty times or something? Yeah. Um, so looking at looking at the matchups, I mean, uh, yeah, the, the, app, the app at the one. moment has got ninety six point five projected for the Chirps as eighty eight point one, which yeah. is a huge drop up after what the evangelist dropped last week, under over hundred and thirty. Um mm. I think there's a bit more quality on in terms of all star type of quality on the um on the Chirpster team. But it isn't all all about that. You've got some new kids on the block like Deontay Johnson, um who can who's getting a lot of looks from, from Big Ben. Um mm. but there yeah. again it looks like Ashley's got a few Few decisions to make. I think at the moment we're looking at it. He's got Preston Williams. He's going to start tonight, um, so we could be Dave could be sitting pretty, or he could be pulling his hair out from in Friday morning. I mean, I think I think we've got to give it to the give it to the churches there. Much as Dalvin Cook and a minute are struggling, he's got yeah. Joshua Kelly starting. Um, DeAndre Plopkins, AJ Green, yeah, Mark Andrews. I, I think the Andrews. I think the projections would probably be about right here. Yeah, so we'll both uh, say the chapters on that one. Let's move on to Troopers against the expats. The Troopers are favourites by not a lot. It's 99.4, 1.3. I mean, what's interesting here is Rendell has gone with Cam. He's obviously uh, he's had enough of Tom. And he fancies uh, he fancies moving on to uh, Cam, who's I think the lead in Russia for the Patriots, as well as um, being an absolute sod. Well, sod ass. So I mean, I like the matchup, Newton 
above Allen. Elliot and Carson, that pair ahead of CEH and single single Terry. Thielen and Allen, I prefer Robinson and Parker. Is Kittle fit? We don't know. It's uh, For me, this is expats, and the projections would suggest otherwise. I think this has got a uh, nice day for Rendell written all yeah, over Yeah, so the line... Well, if you had the projections together, we've got 197.7. I think we'd probably take the over on that one. I think both the teams could have, could have mm. got some firepower here. Um, I think the question marks come down to whether De, um, Devontae Adams and George Kittle play. Um, question yeah. marks there. Kittle, I don't know what his practice report is. Adams has been doing some work to the side. Still on its Thursday. Still a couple of days to go till Sunday. I fully expect Adams to play. I'm not sure about Kittle. Um, interesting pickup from the expats going with Dalton Schultz at tight end. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I would probably agree with you, mate. I think we're both both on the same side of the fence for these two games. I think the expats sleep this one. I think that we, we are going going over there. I think this, this could be a 100-point a score and a loss for one of the GMs, which is always hard to take. Yeah, um, always tough. Okay, so what we got? We've got Chirps is and the expats we've got written locked in as the win. So we want to the Magics against the Dukas. We've got the Magics projected 78.7, or the Medics, as we have now been called. Dukas at 94. Mm-hmm. Looks like Leonard Fournette has got him in his running back now. Been given the uh, green light to play against Ronald, Ronald Jones, but the Medics don't have much choice there. I mean, yeah, mate, it's got the Dukas written all over it. You look at those four from running back, running back, receiver, receiver. Golladay, talent alone, couldn't be a wide receiver one. Uh, Ridley's flying. I mean, Eckler and his flex, that that shows the depth he's got. I don't see anything but a Dukas win here. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to see if I can get a hot take on this. What have we got here? So Aaron Jones is an absolute stag. He's got New Orleans. That's a tough sort of matchup for him. Um Sean Watson at Pittsburgh is a horrible matchup. Pittsburgh's defense is yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> Rugs haven't no. really done much. Zach Ertz, well, I mean, we've got Rager's out on IR, isn't he? So Zach Ertz should get his targets. Yeah. But Jamal Williams currently starting. Um, I don't know what his other options are. Let's see if I can keep the bench. Um, Which is tough. No, I mean, he's picked up Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard might sneak in instead of Jamal Williams, but we'll see. But again, I don't think. There's no real hot takes here. I think the Duke could take this one comfortably. Um, and again, I think Daki comes up against someone who doesn't put up a score. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't see where his points are going to come from to to put up much of a fight. Yeah. Sorry, Matthew. Hopefully, we'll prove us wrong. Sorry, bruv. Yeah. Ducks, Mormons. This is one I'm very, very intrigued to see. Um, the Can the Ducks bounce back off a horrible, horrible start? Can the Mormons mm. carry on flying? What do you think? I mean, on paper, I look at the personnel and I think it's got to be the Mormons. But we have just heard news that, that DJ Chark is out. Mm-hmm. So the Mormons haven't made a move there yet, haven't changed that. I imagine that Robert Woods will be promoted into one of those key receiver slots and then up into flex. He's got a bit, he's got plenty to play with. It's going to be Davis or Freeman. Yeah. It's a brave man who puts Freeman in this week, bearing in mind he only signed yesterday. Uh, He's probably going to stick in Corey Davis, who showed he's still got some got some fire left in his belly not going to be uh you know he isn't going to let aj brown just walk over him and take his take his gig as the main t- target over in the, over at the titans so i mean yeah it's tough I, again for like tomo i i just don't see where his point his his big points are going to come from to compete with jacobs i mean you know gurney's an interesting one but his floor is reasonable. I mean, even if he, you know, even without the touchdown last week, it's 21 carries. Like, if you're getting 21 carries, you're going to hit more often than you're going to miss, yeah. I think. And, you know, people know how how much I feel volume is key with running backs. Um, yeah, I don't see past the Mormons for this one. 
Yeah, so, I mean, it looks like it's going to be a low, one of the lower scoring games. I mean, I don't know how much I agree with that. I mean, you've got 100 and add the protection together, 161 <coughs> sort of line there. I think I'd take the over still. Um, the Like you said, the Mormons have got some firepower here, but we're trying to find, again, like when we looked at the Magics and see if I can look at it as a, you know, sort of literally just look and see if there's anything I, I, I think where you can get the points. So it's, it's, it's a huge Thursday night football's huge for the Ducks. He's lining up the Gardner Minshew and um, who we got here, Keelan Cole. Mm. I mean, if he can come out, if, 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 if Minshew goes, if he carries on playing how he's playing, if he can get near near 30 points, if Keelan Cole yes. can get near 15, then game on. Then, well, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. If he can have a combined. 30 to 40 points when he wakes up in the morning, I think he'll be content with that. I think he'll be happy. Yeah. With DJ, I mean, DJ's got Pittsburgh and they sat Barkley yeah, down. This is the, the thing. The, 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 the firepower players he's got has just have some awful matchups. I mean, you've got, like you said, David Johnson at Pittsburgh, you know, Brandon Cooks, he's had to play in there. He might get a few more looks if, if Fuller's injured, but he's still got to play Pittsburgh. James White can hopefully prayers to his family. Hopefully he can come back and do something. But I think that the, the Mormons should should edge it. <clears throat> but like we said, it's all, it's all down to Thursday, Thursday night. Yeah. So we'll we'll go on to we'll leave we'll leave your your big games will last. We'll go on to, oh. to to my game against the champs. Champs are being very vocal, putting themselves on the top of the power rankings. And I mean, mm. I understand why he's saying that he's, you know, what they, they were the champions. There's not nothing has changed. They're winning. There's no, you know, no, no one's no one's stopping them. Um, but yeah, a little Oikers are, are well. We got I, I, I like I like my team. We've got some got some good players in there. Could put up some points. But in franchise history, we've never done three hundred points in a row. And I, think, mm. and I think the Stormers haven't conceded 100 in, since, like, week seven last year. So, it's wow. been like, 11, 11 games in a row they haven't conceded 100. Uh, wow. But then, like we said about um, Daki's team, he's still putting like, putting points up. So, it's not as if he's like, just sneaking through and winning. Mm. This Again, it's interesting. There, there, there are some key ones here. So, again, I need to wake up tomorrow and hope that James Robinson and Mike Vizicchi haven't done anything. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if that's under 10, 15 points, I think you're quite happy. Yeah, so it, when it, it's, it's weird with, with, the, with the Stormers. So like, like you said, when, when you look at the, the running backs and, and volume, so he's got this James, James Robinson who's getting camped. You know, he's, 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 doing, he's doing bits with a lot of work. Antonio Gibson's going up. Um, but yeah, there isn't too many sort of high draft pick sort of players in there, if you know what I mean. So like You've got Alvin Kamara and Russell Wilson, Kenyon Drake. But you look at the, the sort of supporting cast, it doesn't seem as that strong on paper, but it's getting the job done each week. Yeah, you're dead right. And I think like even me looking at it, like I think you've got very comparable matchups bar a couple. I mean, Murray's started fantastically well. I mean, Wilson is obviously an absolute stag, but if anyone right now Oh no, I think we lost him. We did lose Andy there briefly. He does come back to wrap up the show, so it leaves me just to talk about the Aylesbury Boners and the DC Mexicanos game. Don't worry, I won't bore you too much and get to get through it quickly. Um, the sort of the key matchups here: you've got the two mobile quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson against Dak Prescott. Um, Lamar Jackson has the Chiefs, so it's a huge game game there in terms of shake up in the AFC. Um, but Prescott has Seattle and, you know, you'd like to think that's a bit, a bit more of a shootout there. So that, that that's going to be going to be close. Um, both quarterbacks, I'd expect to put over 20 points. Um, the, other, the other areas are whether Juju Smith-Schuster plays. I know he's had some problems with practice um, and Johnny Smith's come off a massive game. Miles Sanders gets to play Cincinnati, who aren't particularly good against the run. Um, and obviously the big, the big dog that's been... Had the money spent on on Fab Mike Davis, um, he goes straight into the lineup. So you've got some couple of question marks here. McKinnon should get a lot of carries due to the problems at San Fran. Um, looking at the Mexicano side, 
um, Tyreek Hill up against Baltimore. Uh, you know, you don't, you, it's not an ideal matchup, but if anyone can get that big play, it's him. Mike Evans at Denver. Um, Marquise Brown plays the Chiefs. Cooper Cup at Buffalo. Uh, looking, looking at the matchups, you probably would lean boners on this one. Um, the app has the projected totals at one hundred point six for the boners against the Mexicanos. Um, yeah, I don't see anything on paper here that really screams at me that it wouldn't wouldn't be a boners win. Um, Chubb against Washington could put up some big numbers again. To, so the Mexicanos need Prescott and Chubb to, to come through. Uh, he's got a couple of tight ends playing, so bit of a risky one but there isn't much else on the wire I think I think this one probably stays quite a low total um bonus around 95 to around 90 points but we will see is he back yes mate I'm back good delicious so we'll just about wrap it up then I thought I was just saying I think the storm was edged this one I don't think yeah the oinkers get quite to 100 I think the storm was sneak it Probably about 100, 105, 110 to about 90. Um, so, I mean, if there's nothing else, I think we've got through it. I think we're all on the same page for week three. Um, yeah. Best of luck to all the GMs. Um, anything else you want to add before we finish it off? No, mate. No, mate. Nothing left to add. Um, just best of luck to everyone. Uh, and, uh, yeah, let's go bonus. <laughs> Brilliant. Cheers, lads. Uh, Echo, Hyman. Best of luck, and we'll see you next week. Later. Ladies and gentlemen, kissing cousins and sons and daughters, it ain't a party to knuckles blessed with holy water. Season for pig skins and solo cups. Wanna tell gay with me, baby? Well, what you waiting for? I pulled the front of my quad, trying to get to the quad just to guarantee that my family gonna party hard. No competition in Tuscaloosa, we don't.